This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by the title, today I am doing a very special episode. I'm going to be doing a throwing it back episode, and I'm going to be featuring 2010's Dong Yi. Now, what makes this episode even more special is that I have a special guest with me, and I would love it if my special guest would introduce herself. But before she does, I have to say that she is not a podcaster. (laughs) And so I would really appreciate if you guys were super nice and sweet and kind to her. This was um, a lot for her, (laughs) or it is a lot for her. So I definitely kind of just hope you guys welcome her with open arms. She's not a podcaster. This isn't her wheelhouse, but she so graciously decided that it would be okay to join me today. And so I'm so happy to have her. Now, you guys have actually heard from her before in a previous episode, and you might not even know it, but if you know it, you know, um, and she might talk a little bit about that as well. So let's see if we can have my lovely guest introduce herself. Hello. Hey, I'm Sequasha or Squash for short, and I'm so blessed to be a part of this throwing it back episode. What, what? Okay. Thank you so much, Lo, for allowing me to guest host one of my favorite podcasts. I'm over here feeling like I just want a gift card to like the Cheesecake Factory or a weekend getaway with Gong Yu. So (laughs) all smiles over here. Thank you, Squash, for joining us today. I am so, so, so happy to have you. I'm excited. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yes. Okay. And let you guys know this up front. I'm just going to preference this by saying that Squash will be taking the lead and the reins on this episode. She really kind of is throwing herself into this. So I want you guys to again be super sweet and kind to her and again i'm thankful that she's kind of letting me sit back a little bit today and not have to kind of just you know talk 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 like i always do to you guys (laughs) it's nice to have it's nice to have help and having another voice on here so i'm just i'm so grateful thank you squash you're welcome lola so real quick like i am going to go into how we met Oh, yes. I think that would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> right? Because oh, I, I love the story. I love the story. And um, I'll share a bit on how we met and became homies because it's a cool version of a mute cute between <laughs> friends. You know? So I found Lola's podcast on Spotify. Spotify actually suggested it. And I listened to the first episode and fell completely in love. I enjoyed that first episode so, so much because it was the, I believe it was your origin story. Oh, Lola, my first, yeah, my first episode. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I really, really, really loved that episode. So over a weekend, I ended up listening to all the episodes that were available at that time in 2021. And going through them was so much fun for me because 
I was like hearing from a new homegirl who loved dramas <laughs> because I think the best part of getting into dramas is also finding like a, a community. So I've been very blessed and fortunate to have other fans to, you know, drama talk with yes. and everything. So, and by the way, let me quickly shout out Darla and <laughs> Kaz, Ari, Mimi, and Dee for letting me fangirl out with y'all. And again, I just love my little drama community or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, but back to Lo and her podcast. So I really enjoyed her deep analysis and her infectious enthusiasm for dramas because y'all know Lola is enthusiastic about her dramas. <laughs> she really is. I mean, she she gets you hyped. <laughs> when she loves something, it's just, you know, it really comes across. And if she doesn't like something, which I'm, I'm not going to get into a few dramas that she didn't like <laughs> that were very memorable episodes for me in particular. But, you know, we're going we gonna to leave that alone. We're going to leave that alone. <laughs> so... Oh, I, I can remember the episode, but I'm not okay. Yeah, let's, let's let's not talk about it. Let's start talking. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that one later. Wink, yes. wink. Okay. Anywho, so I just had to reach out to her after you know I found her on Instagram and I commented under one of her posts. So Lo, please <laughs> let everybody know yeah. the rest of our homie ship origin story. Absolutely. So you, as Quash said, she messaged, well, she didn't message me. She actually left a comment on one of my posts. And I believe it was a post about mine, the kind mm -hmm. of, you know, the drama, it was 2021. And I, and, and I think I just kind of posed a question because I was just starting it. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to really watch it. And I kind of was like, is anyone watching mine? Can you let me know your thoughts? And, you know, in the early days of my, my podcast, nobody was really, I wasn't, I didn't have many people interacting, I'm going to be honest with me. So you were kind of um, one of the only and the first people to kind of comment um, on this post. And you just kind of let me know, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm currently watching it right now. And I like it. I think you'll like it. And it was just a simple comment. It was really, you know, just a little short and sweet comment. And it meant the world to me. I don't, I know yeah. we've talked about this origin story in the past but it really really did mean the world to me and so again just leaving comments and kind of just like letting people know you know like hey you know you know letting me know your thoughts about something that was just so meaningful and so once you left that comment started to leave other comments and other posts and so we would talk in the comments a lot of my post and then at some point you just uh, just jumped into messaging me and <laughs> then the rest was history and we just started the messaging on instagram every day all the time and then eventually it just blossomed into us still being friends to this day and it all started with this podcast and so just one of my kind of favorite reasons that I, you know, one of my favorite things about this podcast is that it has brought me uh, so much, so much community and lovely friends like my lovely Squash here and how Squash gave shout outs to her actual real life friends that, you know, she didn't meet on the internet, like her actual friends who watch K-dramas. Um, I don't really have that. And that was kind of my 
a part of my origin story in my first episode about Lola, you know, pop softball K-dramas was that I really wanted to find community. And this podcast has been that for me. It has been the thing to help me find my little K-drama community. And it's with all of you all listening and all of, the, all of you who leave comments now and message me and DM me on Instagram. You guys mean the world to me, um, along with Squash. <laughs> So sorry, it got a little mushy there, but I did want to just say I appreciate you leaving that comment on that mind post. That meant a lot. It meant a lot. Girl, I, my eyes are starting to itch. Don't st- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, I, okay. 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 Well, let's focus, right? We, we have to get back to this. I know we can have like our little mushy moments, but let's not. Let's, right. Let's, let's, let's totally not do that, right? Okay. Well, I'll say something funny because now I can't get rid of you. So oh, I mean yes. <laughs> I I've tried I tried last night in fact. Yes, you try all the time and you know what? Nope, 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 nope. Once Lo has a K drama friend, um, you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. So sorry. <laughs> See, I mean I love unexpected unexpected excuse me blessings and so discovering this podcast really fits into that box for me see stop it i told you we're not doing bushy stop 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 we're good we're fine we're good my eyes are tingling okay anyway (laughs) okay let let, let, oh yeah like you said let's 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 get back on track let's focus okay and thank you so much for letting me do this again just want to say that so anywho I'll go into, so now I'll go over the whole idea for how this episode even came to be. First of all, I want to shout out Lola's bestie for manifesting my appearance here. But, you know, the episode that Lola referred to a few minutes ago that I was a part of, the bestie was just like, Squash really sounds amazing. She's dope-tastic, and, like, I really want to hear more from her. That's not exactly what she said, but that's what she <laughs> wanted to say. That's what she wanted to say because, you know, Leo's, because Lo's bestie is a Leo. Shout out. Leo's, we have to stick together, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm... I am so goofy. Okay. I've been into K-drama since 2019, but I never watched a historical drama or a Segu before. Well, let me take that back. I watched Kingdom on Netflix, which is a historical drama with zombies, but according to Lola, that didn't count. I felt judged and attacked by the way, Lolo. I'm so sorry. It does count. I know it is actual historical K-drama. I was just joking when I said that, guys. Um, but it. I also, when we kind of came to the realization that I was going to end up having Squash watch a historical sacred drama and we were talking about Kingdom, and the only reason I had joked that Kingdom didn't count was because 
Squash watches all things zombies and kind of like horror. So I was like, of course, that was the only historical K-drama that Squash had watched. It was because it had zombies in it. So I was just joking that it would be nice if, you know, she could watch something else that wasn't zombies and then maybe, you know, be a different experience of a kind of historical Segu K-drama. And I'm going to be honest with you guys because I don't think Squash is going to bring this up, but the real thing that I wanted Squash to watch, the actual Seikuk I wanted Squash to watch is actually the red sleeve. And <laughs> I have very good reasons why I wanted Squash to watch the red sleeve. And it's because Squash herself is a huge 2PM fan. And Junho is actually her bias. He's mine as well. But she... <laughs> you would think would want to watch the, you know, something that he's in. And I thought it was because, you know, hey, I, I mean, I couldn't, the only reason I could think that Squash didn't want to watch it was because it was a historical drama. So the fact that she refused to watch The Red Sleeve led us down this path. Let's just be honest. You're right. You, you're right. And actually, it's, it's so funny. Great minds think alike and all that. But I was really about to bring up that story about Juno. <laughs> I really was. I watched the first episode though. And you didn't like it, right? I didn't. Okay. So that's why it, it's fair. I was like, okay, Squash didn't like the first episode. Even if Junho has the best performance of his life in that drama and she doesn't want to watch it, that's okay. It's fine. I made my peace with it. So again, if she didn't want to watch the red sleeve, we had to find another sick for her to check out. And we and we landed we on this one. Yeah, Lo thought that I should have a proper introduction to the pure bossness that is historical dramas. And so she picked one of her all-time favorites, Dungi, which by the way, real quick, I just want to say that I am going to go back <laughs> and watch the red sleeve. Yay! Okay, yay. And I'll rewatch it with you. So just let me know when you want to watch it. <laughs> Are you sure you I, have like I, a lot of dramas in the rotation? I know, but we'll 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 schedule it in a in a, a month that I don't. Okay. But so when are we gonna watch the Untamed? We will. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't think I was gonna bring that up, right? Okay, we're gonna we have so I have so much, guys. You know, I watch on average. I'm watching at least seven to 10 dramas at a time. So I, I'll i find a way. Don't worry. I'll squeeze it in. I'll squeeze it in. Don't worry. And then we'll okay. watch Red Sleep. Okay? Okay. Y'all heard her now. <laughs> I she never, said it. <laughs> and I actually did a full episode on the Red Sleeve. That's what's so funny. It's like I kind of loved it, thought it was amazing, beautiful, Junho's best performance of his life. And I kind of just did a quick, like, little, I think, midpoint impressions with another drama i never did gave it its own kind of like moment too so that's what's funny that's what's funny about that i was intimidated by the fact that dong yi had 60 episodes oh yes 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 girl 60 episodes oh okay oh lord have mercy okay so we decided that i would watch 30 episodes take a break and then watch the next 30 episodes. And I'm really glad we did it this way. So I wouldn't be 
too overwhelmed yes because 60 episodes is a lot I'm used to you know 16 episodes you know watch them start another drama and that's how I get down (laughs) I even that's one of the main reasons why I for a while I don't feel like that now but I kind of stopped really liking western shows because Mm -hmm. 22 and 25 episodes that was just oh that was just a little bit too much but you know now I'm back to watching western shows and everything so anywho (laughs) but um forgive me y'all I tend to ramble and I have brain fog so y'all forgive me girl before I get into the synopsis and the summary of Dongi I wanted to say two things number one this will be spoiler field y'all so don't listen if you plan on watching this drama turn off right now and then come back and listen to all this goodness because I think this is going to be a really fun episode. And two, I knew Dong Yi would be amazing within the first probably 15 minutes of the first episode. It was so, 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 so good. Okay, so good. Anywho, okay. So here's the synopsis. In the Joseon period, a young palace servant reaches one of the highest ranks in the palace. Now, there's a longer synopsis that I found on my drama list, but I stopped reading it midway because I spotted a little little hint of a spoiler. <laughs> so I had to leave that alone. I had to leave it alone. I did. Anywho, for the summary of the first 30 episodes, we're going to break down Dongi's childhood, her days as a servant, and a palace maid, and finally her becoming the king's lady, a.k.a. his boo thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is the kind of official term um, of what Dungeon becomes. <laughs> his boo thing. Let me stop. Okay, I can't sing, y'all. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anywho, in the first episode, we're introduced to Dung Yi, a bright and clever girl from a low-class family. And that family consists of her dad, her brother, and a close homie of the field of the family, excuse me, named Chun Su. Ooh, we Chun Su. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Right. And please forgive the fact that I'm going to totally butcher and rearrange these names, y'all. I mean, no disrespect. I. I mean, my first name is complicated, so yeah, I, I can relate. I can relate. Shansu with his sexy self, along with Dungi's father and brother, are all a part of this vigilante group who they do the wrong things for the right reasons. And finding out about Dungi's family was really exciting for me because I love me some vigilantes and stories about them are just incredibly interesting. I'm obsessed with vigilantes and anti-heroes. I love reading about them, writing about them, watching them on the screen. So I'm just, you know, I, I was hooked just off of that fact. So the vigilante group basically basically looks out for uh, other lower class citizens, which I thought was was really cool. Kind of like almost a Robin Hood kind of situation mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit. I would completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Yeah. So there's a series of murders that's going on and the vigilante crew is getting the blame for it. 
And this results in the killing of Dongi's entire family, which left her as an orphan, which was totally heartbreaking. I was just, uh, that broke my heart. It really, really did. Dongi is living that, she's now living that down and out life, but eventually a friend of her brother is able to get Dongi into the palace where she'll work as a servant. Now, the, um, the brother's friend, she is a, forgive the mispronunciation, a Gisan? Yes, a Gisan. Yes, a courtesan. Gisan. A, a lady of the night. <laughs> a lady of the night, darling. She entertains the people. She entertains. She entertains, yes. Yes, she does. And so Dongi's family, they were framed for those murders. And even at a young age, her thirst for justice and clearing her family's name was strong. So she wanted to get into the palace to investigate and to find out who really was behind those murders because she knew her loved ones didn't have anything to do with all that madness. And as a side note real quick, y'all, we're introduced to the character Lady Jung, who will become important later. But for now in the story, she's a heifer who's trying to become the main <laughs> side chick of the king's side chicks, a.k.a. the concubines. Yes, yes. Which, to be honest, I'm not about their sharing men life. I mean, I do share several men with love, but that's on some Korean actor loving fangirl vibe. But you know, and that's in real it. life, I don't. That's yeah, that's it. it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Because we fight over Gong Yu all the time. She just needs to realize that he is ours. Okay, sure. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. But you know, I I like that you <laughs> you brought up this fact about like the king and his multiple women because that is a very um common thing that you will see in Seigook dramas that are obviously talking about the Joseon dynasty and focusing specifically on a king so that is actually very common so if you don't really like that aspect of doggy maybe other um Seigook dramas might also kind of frustrate you a little bit because that's quite common yeah <laughs> I know, I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, history, right? History. Jostin time. Yeah. However, I would have tried to be the main side chick to the king, too. <laughs> I, I don't blame Lady Jong because <laughs> the king is fine. I'll refer to him as King Fine for the rest of this podcast episode. Yes. And the King Fine, we haven't been giving any of our, you know, actors names. So I don't know. We she, haven't. Did we do that really yeah, quickly? Ahead. Okay. So let me just go back over. Um, I'm going to refer to Dong Yi when she was little as um, as baby Dong Yi. So in referring mm -hmm. to baby Dong Yi, I'm talking about the actress Kim Yoo Jung. She played the... Um, the young version of Dong Yi. And then as um, adult, we have Dong Yi played by the Han Hyo Ju. And then as far as King Fine, we have who is also King Suk Jung, <laughs> we have that <laughs> have him played by Ji Jin Hee. And Ooh. then you briefly mentioned um her the the brother, the friends of the of the family. And mm -hmm. 
name is Chun Su, and he's played by the actor Bae Su Ben. So that's the the other kind of beautiful um, man in this drama as well. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's just our initial kind of actors, and we'll we'll add to that as we continue to talk about new characters. Oh, Ji Jin Hee. Oh my goodness. I let let me get back on track. Okay. <laughs> Lady Jong went to a fortune teller because she wanted to know about her future and if King Fine would be a permanent fixture in her life. You know, she really wants to know. Oh, wait, I didn't give you the Jung, Lady Jung actress. I'm so sorry. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. So, and Lady Jung is played by E. So Yun. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no problem. So, Lo, what did the fortune teller tell Lady Jung? Okay, so in this part of the story, Lady Jung, again, like you said, hasn't yet entered the palace. She's trying to get herself in the position so she can, you know, take her rightful spot as the king's main concubine. And in her kind of figuring this out, she sees this fortune teller and the fortune teller actually doesn't tell her much about that aspect of her life, but instead tells her about some things she should be wary of. And he basically says that there is a young girl who is currently fighting for her life. She is struggling to survive, but he says she is nothing but light. She is at, like he describes her as the light. And he says that if she survives what she's currently dealing with and she returns or she makes a return in the future, no one will be able to overtake her light. And he's saying this in particular to Lady Jong because he's telling her that if they come in contact, if this this young girl makes her appearance in Lady Jung's life, Lady Jung will then become the shadow and mm -hmm. this young girl will be the light. And Lady Jung is just kind of like, excuse me, I don't, I don't understand <laughs> what you're talking about. Me, a shadow to someone else? Never. Um, and so, yes, that is the prophecy that the fortune teller does uh, kind of say about Dong Yi, actually. That's the young girl that he's talking about. But of course, Lady Jung does not know this at the point. Yeah, so that's it for the childhood portion of, of Dong Yi. So let's talk about it, Lo. Let's talk about it. So I have to say that performance, right? We got to talk about our young child actress, Kim Yoo Jung, playing yes. Lee Dong Yi. She was phenomenal. Um, and which isn't a surprise if anyone is familiar with her current work and her most recent works. She's an amazing actress. And even as a young child, which was probably what she probably was like around 10, would you say mm. 10, 11? And she was mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, amazing so that was something i definitely wanted to bring up um did you have any thoughts about anything else going on in the kind of the childhood area i know you already said you kind of already were interested because of the vigilante aspect but was there anything else you liked about the kind of early episodes of dong yi i loved how resilient mm -hmm. dong yi is for her to be that strong that resilient at that age at such a young age was just like I was impressed. I really was. I love kind of going through and all credit goes to the writers and to mm. the actress, you know, baby Dong Yi, because <laughs> with just a simple look, she conveyed so much on her face, like pain and grief and guilt. 
I mean, I do not know what they have in the water in the SK. <laughs> That's what I call South Korea, y'all. I don't know what is in that water, but these young actors and actresses are doing their thing. They really are. Yeah, she was amazing as a young Dong Yi. And then I also have to say quickly about, because um, since we're talking about performances, the actress who plays Lady Jung, Yi So Yun, she is a standout in this drama. And I know we'll talk about her a little bit more, but I have to say, even though we get in the beginning episodes, just kind of like a snippet of her, there's something about even her little kind of portion, her little quick moment that you're kind of like intrigued by her character. Because again, she we see her when she's basically, um, she runs into Dong Yi as a young child, actually. Yeah. And she doesn't, of course, know anything about Dungyi at the time. She just knows that when she runs into her, that Dungyi appears to be on the run from something, and she kind of helps her um, escape at the at the time. And so she doesn't realize that she has this interaction with this girl that she, in the future, is being told she will have to avoid and that she shouldn't actually come in contact with. <laughs> but she has already had yeah. contact with her by the time she has that um, kind of fortune told to her about Dungyi. And going back to the the fortune teller scene real quick, mm-hmm. I love that so much because the fortune teller was like, hey, this is the squash remix of what Lo said. <laughs> he was like, hey, she's down right now, but don't let her get back up because she's about to change the game. Uh-huh. That is so true. Phoenix mode. Phoenix mode. I love that. That is a wonderful way to describe the Dongyi character as a phoenix. Because that's exactly what he kind of, um, you know, tells will happen in the future. It's like she is going to, she's down right now. She really is. Like she's actually, this young little girl is struggling to survive right now. We're not sure she's going to make it. But if she does, look out. (laughs) Because no one's going to be able to stop her after that. And it's just a beautiful kind of like set. I guess not even segue, it was a, a beautiful setup for a character that we see her down and out, but then at the same time, we're already being told in the very early stages of the drama that just so you know, nothing's going to stop her. Nothing is going to stop her. And I kind of like right. that. And I like that. I really did. Okay. That's so right. we, should we go on to the next kind of error and, um, sorry, error. yeah, the kind, next kind of major point in Dong Yi's life? as in her becoming a servant in the palace? Yes. So now I'm going to go ahead and talk about Dongyi's days as a palace servant. And this is the transition where we go from baby Dongyi <laughs> to the queen, the icon, <laughs> the legendary Han Hoju. Yes. Put some respect on her name. <laughs> I love her. I yes. love her to pieces. Okay. He says, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Low. Do yes. we not love her? I know we do. We really, really do. And this is just a standout performance of hers. So it's like nice that you get to see this one of her because you, you already were such, you're such a huge fan of her. And so now you get to see her in like such an iconic role. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> I know. Han Hoju, girl, if you listening, because, you know, miracles <laughs> of course can happen. Is. Of course she is. <laughs> I love you, girl. You keep doing your thing. You keep doing your thing. Yeah, she's okay. Love her. Love her. 
Okay, so Dongyi is now a palace servant, and she plays an instrument called the Lohatan. Help me out with this pronunciation. I'm probably still going to butcher it, but hey, gum. Hey, gum. I would say the same thing. So my pronunciation is no better, just so you know. It's, but I would say the same thing. Hey, gum. Yeah, so she's playing the hey, gum on the down low. She now works for the palace's music department, the little academy of music. And so one evening as she's playing the hey, gum in like the courtyard or something, King Fine, played by Ji Jin He, I had to say his name again, is, you know, he's out for a while doing his late night stroll type of thing. And he hears this music and he's all like captivated. The music really, really moved him. And you know what? I can dig it because how many times have you heard a song that blew you away and instantly became your obsession. For me, this happens on the daily because I love music so much. Yes, you do. Well, do you, you? You know I do. Do you currently have a song that you're obsessed with? I I am currently not, I wouldn't say obsessed, but I've been really enjoying this song by um, Roy Kim and it's actually mm. called Flower and it's off of the OST for Call It Love. So I'm currently watching Call It Love. If you guys are, you know, you know the drama, Call It Love. I And I love, I love this song when it plays in the drama. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. So I've been listening to that kind of on repeat. I'm gonna be honest, gonna be honest. You love you? your OSTs. I do, I do. What about you though? What are you, cause I guess my, you know, I watch a lot of drama, so I feel like I listen, all the music I'm listening to, because I'm always watching a drama, it's just OST. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't have time to listen to anything else. Um, you really don't. I made a playlist for you I'm and not. I haven't heard you say anything I, about I you know the last couple of songs that I had. I have not listened. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I said, like I've been really following um my 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 K drama OSDs because that's all I'm having time to listen to is actual just K dramas. <laughs> true, true. But you know, I'll share with y'all the song that I'm currently obsessed with. It is by, and I hope I do not mispronounce her name, but I believe it's pronounced Rakia. And she has a song called Cosmic Queen off of her EP that she just put out, I think it was two weeks ago. And Cosmic Queen, because I am into this kind of alternative R&B, spacey, vibey, cosmic, light some incense, get out the black light type of jams currently. So yeah, I really love that song. So y'all should check it out because I love yes. it. Anywho, let me get back on track. Y'all, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tend to ramble. So Dongyi is working for the Palace's Academy of Music and she's a Jill of all trades. Everyone loves her and she has a connection with the I don't know, Lo, if he's the director of the Academy, mm -hmm. but I guess he's one of the managers yes. of the, the musicians. Yeah. I would say a more like a manager of the musicians because we know the actual kind of like director is a part of the one of the, the factions. You know, remember he come, mm -hmm. his son come into the into play. So I think those are the actual directors. Um, but he's like a manager, I would say. Yes. Okay. 
So one of the managers and one of the musicians, they become like a new family and it's really beautiful to see. I love their their relationship. I really do. I love found family dramas in case anyone wants to know that. So again, Dongi is a valuable member of the servants crew because she's just so knowledgeable. And there was, I mean, she she knows everything, useless information, priceless information. Dongi knows it all, you know. So there was an incident at the palace and Dongi began investigating and she was pretty damn good at her job. So good, in fact, that Lady Zhang, the heifer who wanted to be the number one main side chick to King Fine, is impressed by Dongi. Lady Zhang was like, Ooh, girl, ooh, Dungy, you are that girl. I am going to help you find a better situation for yourself. I'm about to help you to bless you. And, you know, Dungy is a humble young woman, so she was trying to be gracious. But, of course, our girl was honored that Lady Jong was willing to look out for her. Enter Lady Jong's brother, who was like, hold up now. I don't think it's a good idea to become too attached to Dong Yi, but Lady Zhang, she wasn't really trying to hear all that. So I, I could not stand her brother. Anywho, so Lady Zhang went to the king, went to King Fine about Dong Yi. And that's the end of the Dong Yi as a servant girl era. Okay. So what would you say in that kind of moment, like you said, you I agree about her found family that she has at the palace, but would you say that there's anything else that kind of stood out to you in that kind of, kind of portion of her life? Just how unsure she was sometimes, but only because of her status. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, you know. I think I like in that, that kind of error was the recognition from Lady Jong, Lady Jong, because Lady Jong, and we see this in that kind of interactions when she basically goes to Dong Yi and let her know that, hey, you know, I think that you should be doing more with your life. She does that because she actually really sees herself in Dong Yi because she's she was mm-hmm. also kind of a very um, smart girl and her status was kind of on the on it's a little iffy as well because her mother was lowborn was her mother or was her father i think it's her mother who's lowborn her mom yeah, yeah. so so basically she climbed to the place that she was in the palace being the king's concubine kind of just you know through the odds she shouldn't technically be there but she still made it there and so when she kind of meets dongi and she sees how bright and smart dongi is she immediately kind of latches onto that because i think she saw herself in dongi and she wanted to help you know raise up another girl that reminded her of her and so i really like that aspect of the first that that part of her life because you get to see her being recognized you know for being smart mm-hmm. and, and tenacious and and bright and i like that i really like that i did too was there a, another character that was really memorable to you oh of course i gotta talk about um the actor he played okay so you talked about the two of her kind of friends in the the kind of music academy and one mm-hmm. of them is played by the actor Lee kwang su 
And he is hilarious. Um, he plays Young Dal. I think that's the name of his character. And Kwang Su, if you know who he is, he's from the kind of K variety show Running Man. And he is just hilarious. I loved, I love Running Man. I loved him on Running Man. He's no longer on Running Man, just in case you didn't know. Um, but he, in this drama for me, was so funny. He's so, so funny. Yeah. Now, it wasn't that his character stood out for like any meaning, like meaningful purposes, but instead, but as in like bringing humor and like lighthearted moments, his character and the other character who's her kind of like her other friend at the Music Academy, the, the manager, you would say, those their interactions are hilarious and i think they're very important characters because we start to see them a little bit more in the drama in relation to dong yi and the king so i thought i would just kind of bring those two up there's a character that oh my goodness the queen mother <gasps> oh i was oh man i'm glad you brought her up i was not even gonna bring her up. okay yes what about the queen mother so the queen dowager I loved how nasty and manipulative she was. <laughs> she was running a whole palace on her own. <laughs> she did. She was so messy. And I loved it. She's one of those characters that, one of those characters that you love to hate. Yes. 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 You need her, right? Like you need her yeah. to be horrible so that you can kind of see the things that, leads the other characters to do the things that they do. Absolutely. She was the kind of catalyst for all the things that start to happen in the palace. I think that's a, an important character that you brought up there. So I'm glad you brought up her. That's a good point. And I did like her too. Yeah, like the actress herself, like the, herself is great. So it was, I'm glad you brought that one up. Yeah, she's a great antagonist. I love it. Yes, she is. I, I guess, is there anyone else we should bring up that like, in that kind of era that was very important to Dong Yi and her story. Is there anyone else you can think of? I keep for go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say really quickly, the queen. We haven't talked about Yes. Yes. So the queen is actually the and her name is Queen In Young. And if you have watched other K dramas and say gooks, you've definitely seen stories with Queen In Young in it. And she's played by the actress Pak Ha Sun. And the queen in is kind of like stuck in between the queen mother or the queen dowager and mm -hmm. also Lady Jung. Like she kind of isn't she's a part of the camp as far as like the faction that is you know queen mother so the queen mother likes her she is you know well loved by the queen mother however she's kind of the complete um opposite of lady jung not that she's not smart but she's also very kind of reserved she's very quiet she doesn't like a lot of mess she tries to stay out of it so while you have like lady jung and the queen mother kind of like going back and forth you just have the queen in young kind of sitting in the center of these two um just trying to keep peace but she really can't keep peace because you know lady jung's trying to trying to accomplish her goals and then also the queen mother's trying to make sure lady jung doesn't accomplish her goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, that was, I think, a character we have to bring up because she comes into play in the next part of Dong Yi's life. Um, is there, there was another character you were going to say. I forgot his exact title, but he's like the equivalent of like 
uh, police chief? Yes, yes, yes. His name is, um, his, his character's name is So Youngi. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, so, so Youngi. And he's played by the actor Jung Jin Young, who if you, I mean, if you watch K-dramas for, you know, back in the 2010s and before, you definitely know him. But, um, but yes, I'm glad you brought him up. I loved him. Oh my gosh. He was such a good character. And I also enjoyed the whole, the factions, like you brought up the Southern factions and what was it? The Southern faction and the Western faction, Western faction. Mm -hmm. I love them both because they were both messy. (laughs) And if you causing drama (laughs) and yes. And if you don't know about kind of like in the Joseon dynasty, that's one of the kind of, that was the political structure or political frame um, where you had different factions, um, nor, you know, like the, the Westerners and then you had the Southerners and they were all a part of the kind of kings. What do you call it? The assembly. Yeah, they were all a part mm-hmm. of the king's assembly, um, but they were always trying to kind of position themselves in with having more power by using the queen position so whoever really had their you know their the, in control of the queen almost felt like they had the power and in dong yi that's kind of our fight that we're, we're seeing is the westerners and the southerners basically trying to see who's going to be queen so that they have the most power in the palace and so yeah i just wanted to bring that up and also the other thing i want to know is about king suk jung as far as like one of his parts of his legacy and um, from the joseon dynasty was that he was one of the first kings to really play around with this notion of like using the factions against each other in a way so that he can mm-hmm. kind of continue to he wasn't afraid to make changes or switch in and out of like who had power in the palace and that was new i think um at some point having a king not just kind of solid and set in one faction he kind of was like hey if you mess up i'm okay i'm starting to look at the other faction so i think that was good good not competition but it just kind of created a an atmosphere in his kind of reign that kept them on their toes and i think that was new <laughs> that was new yeah. during the period but yeah quick little little history note again i don't know much about korean history but that's something i do know in relation to king suk jung all right okay where are we now are we are you ready to move on to the yeah, next yeah we're all done with the palace okay so yeah. Then let's go ahead and move into what happened after Lady Jung goes ahead and kind of recommends Dong Yi for a better job or a better position in the palace. So again, like you were saying, Squash, Dong Yi was at one point a servant in the palace. Now that's different from a palace maid or a palace maiden. And the way that you become a palace maid is basically like you, um, depending on your status again. So someone who's a servant should not then be a palace maid. That's not the usual kind of, that transition doesn't naturally happen. However, mm-hmm. because Lady Jung took, um, you know, took a liking to Dong Yi because Dong Yi ended up helping her um, with the kind of things that went down, that is the only way that Dong Yi is then able to make the switch and make the transition into being a actual palace maid. And the thing about being a palace maid 
is that you also then okay and okay i was gonna i didn't want to go into this but i kind of want to go into this really quickly because of a quick side note but the one thing i will say about the red sleeve i know i'm bringing up the red sleeve again <laughs> but the one Lord. thing about the red sleeve is that it really does to break down this concept of like a palace maiden and the palace maids um as in like the once you become a palace maid you are the king's woman like that's just like by definition a palace maid at any point is like can be the king's woman and so i'm just bringing that up because that is again why we get Dongyi's story, okay? Is that she becomes mm -hmm. a palace maid. So, and the way that you become a palace maid again is not because someone recommends you, it's literally something based off of your status. But Dongyi, she gets to be a palace maid because of um, the backing that she has from Lady Jung. And the palace maiden that she gets to become is um, a, actually a court lady inspector. And so every palace maid has different jobs and different roles. And her job that she ends up taking on is the court lady inspector role. Um, and this role allows her to then work at the office of audit of palace maidens. That's <laughs> a mouthful, but that's what it's called. So she basically um, works for a office on in the palace that keeps the palace maidens in check. So if there's anything that happens with the palace maidens, the, the, the court lady inspectors will go and solve those those cases or hold those um, palace maidens, hold them accountable for their whatever doings they do. After she becomes a court lady inspector, time kind of passes and she gets into the role after a little bit of struggle because the other um, court lady inspectors kind of don't want to welcome her because she was a servant first and then she became a court lady inspector. But they eventually, after some time has passed and she's proven herself, they end up kind of accepting her. Um, then the other thing that kind of major happens in this phase of Dongyi's life is that her former friend of the family, Chunsu, he comes back. We find out that he actually was still alive. He never, he, he was never dead. Um, and while she's in the palace kind of, you know, finding her footing and finding her way, her Chunsu is outside of the palace and he's also kind of trying to figure out um, and work and kind of find her. He doesn't know she's alive and also Dong Yi doesn't know he's alive. I just wanted to throw that out because Chunsu in this later half of the um, of the drama becomes really important. Okay, so now that we know that Chun Su is still alive and Dong Yi is just living her kind of amazing life as a court lady inspector, then we have to start thinking about the relationship between Dong Yi and the king. Now, like Squash Mitchin in the first half of the, of, you know, the first half, when she was just a mere um, servant, there was a moment of interactions with the king. And the, the, the interaction I want to bring up is actually in regards to the, the problem that they were trying to solve in the palace when Dong Yi gets recognition from Lady Zhang is because the Lady Zhang is basically in trouble because the Queen Dowager is trying to frame her. And the king loves Lady Zhang. That's something that we have to highlight. He loves Lady Zhang. And Dong Yi, when she ends up helping Lady Zhang and her case, she ends up 
befriending and meeting the king and and befriending and meeting the king that he she doesn't even know he's the king he's kind of in disguise and all of that kind of thing happens which i loved and so they end up kind of forming a actual friendship without Dongi even being aware <laughs> that the king is the king um and so when she becomes a court lady inspector they still have interactions um as friends would but again, she's not sure or doesn't know that he's the king through most of that time. However, that ends up changing because um, Lady Jung starts to, you know, interact with her her king, and she starts to hear him talk about Dongyi. Again, Dongyi is a court lady inspector, so she's a part of the palace. Everybody kind of is aware of her, so it's not that he can't talk about her. But he starts to talk about her and the way that he talks about her, Lady Jung kind of like, you know, catches it. He like has a nickname that he calls her and he even kind of mentions that to Lady Jung. And she's kind of like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. You know that much about Dung Yi? But that's because he actually, you know, treats Dung Yi like an actual confidant and an actual friend. But then at some point, um, Lady Jung ends up adding, you know, not Lady Jung, but Dongyi ends up finding out that the king is the king. And she completely starts to change around him and he immediately tries to stop her. He's like, don't treat me any differently. We're friends. And, you know, and she's all like, nope, you're the king. And he's like, no, I'm not. And so that starts their relationship now in a different kind of dynamic. They were once friends and now they're like, she's like trying to act all, you know, respectful but before she just talked to him however she wanted to talk to him and that yeah. was really cute. um but yeah so that was kind of like some of the relationship that was starting to form as her as the inspector now the other thing to keep going into is what's going on with lady jung and the queen dowager and the queen so at this point we have lady jung is still trying to basically protect her status the queen dowager does not want um she's she's very what's the word i would say she's very nervous that lady jung is gonna at one point end up being the queen the chances of that happening are very high because lady jung ends up getting pregnant after lady jung gets pregnant then she, and her son is born then the queen dowager is at that point very um, nervous. She does not want the actual queen who does not have a son yet to who she doesn't want her position to be jeopardized. And so she starts to pressure um, the king to actually pick another royal concubine to kind of demote Lady Jung's position. But the king doesn't really isn't want to doesn't really want to hear that because again, he really loves Lady Jung. And he it's not that he doesn't love the, the queen. It's just that he I think views their relationship more as business but his actual love is lady jung so yeah. lady jung with the her son being born kind of protects her position in a way and her brother because again lady jung's brother is in the palace and he's been working and he's kind of been doing things on the side to kind of help um solidify lady jung's position and one of the things he thinks of doing which is the worst thing he could possibly do is he decides that he's going to slowly poison the Queen Dowager. <laughs> but Lady Jung's brother doesn't even inform his sister that he is doing this. So Lady Jung finds out 
when the Queen Dowager is on her deathbed, that her brother is the cause of the Queen Dowager being a Queen Dowager dying. And in that process, the Queen, Queen Inhyung, she gets a kind of secret message that lets her know that someone is trying to it was poisoning the Queen Dowager. And after finding that out, she approaches Dong Yi and the lady inspectors. And the lady inspectors start to investigate. But while they're investigating, Lady Jung, she has to protect her brother. So she ends up putting the blame on actual Queen In Hyung. So the king is dealing with his mother dying while Lady Jung and the queen are blaming each other for poisoning and killing the queen. And that leaves the king beside himself. He completely is like, I don't know who to trust. So he ends up actually leaning more on Dong Yi during this period. While Lady Jung is trying to protect her brother and while the queen, um, the queen is trying to protect her position, the king is basically turning to Dong Yi and telling her, hey, you're the only one I can trust during this time. And that is kind of what I would say is that, oh, no, and then at the end of that all, Lady Jung comes out on top and she ends up convincing the king and everyone that it was Queen Inhyung who actually was the cause of the Queen Dowager dying. And that leads to Queen Inhyung being dethroned. However, Dong Yi does not believe that's the truth because her and the lady investigators were already on the case and they knew it wasn't the, the queen. And so by the time she's dethroned, Dong Yi is approaching Lady Zhang, accusing her of it. And so when Dong Yi accuses Lady Zhang of being the culprit for actually killing the queen dowager, Lady Jung is obviously offended by this because she's the reason why Dong Yi is even a lady inspector in the first place. So now Dong Yi and Lady Jung are kind of butting heads and that's not, that was unexpected for their relationship given that they originally started off with, you know, honestly respecting each other. So that is the kind of third portion of the story as far as Dong Yi's life when she is the inspector or a lady inspector. So now that we've kind of gone over all of those major happenings, because it's a lot, as you can see, and we're still not even done. So mind you, this is the first 30 episodes of the drama. So we're not even at episode 30 yet, and that all has taken place. Um, but now that we've gone over that, what would you say, Squash, stood out to you the most about that kind of moment in Dong Yi's life. Watching how she came to her own because what Lady Jong was doing, Lady Jong was so calculated with her plans and everything and just Dong Yi is loyal. It's one of her, you know, positive qualities. I mean, she doesn't have any negative qualities to me, but <laughs> she's extremely loyal and the fact that she kind of knew that something wasn't right about the whole queen being the throne situation i really i really loved that i really had loved how she was just like okay this isn't true i'm gonna go ahead and find out for myself what's going on she took the, the queen's name exactly exactly and it's weird because you it's like she did have to switch sides you know like she was originally you know brought into her position because of lady jong so everyone associated her with lady jong and then the minute things started to kind of unravel 
she has to leave Lady Jung in the dust. She, like you said, she's a loyal person, but yet she's like, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stick beside someone who's, who's, you know, at fault of doing something so heinous, like killing someone. So she immediately, yeah. you know, stands up for herself. So I love that about her too. It's like, she's like, I know you did me right, Lady Jung, but at the end of the day, you're wrong and I'm going to prove that you're wrong. Um, and so I, I do think you're right. Like her coming into her own helped her stand up to Lady John. Yep, it did. It did. And it was awesome to see. What would you say about the relationship between the king and Dong Yi during this, this period of her life? It was really cool to witness the evolution of their friendship. And the fact that Dong Yi was becoming a confidant, to me, that was a lot of, you know, foreshadowing. Yes. First, she's the the homie, she's the confidant, and then coming up, she's going to be something else. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that's so true. I love the way that they're, and I think that makes sense not make sense but i like that because it's 60 episodes i know no one likes the fact that it's 60 episodes but i do like that because you have so much time um to kind of you know build up a relationship you do get to see this you get to see them gradually become super special to one another and it's my favorite and it's like super slow burn and i also like in this 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 you know portion of dong yi's life that lady jung is very aware while the king isn't right like the king is just like I, that's my best friend i love dungy she's so funny and all the while lady jung's like mm, you're 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 a little too close <laughs> to your friend dungy and i really thought that was funny to watch like lady jung being um not being stupid she's like i know what this is i can tell what it looks like when you fall in love basically because you fell in love with me <laughs> So yeah, okay you can see it all over the king and he's in denial the whole time the other thing we haven't mentioned though is that like the age gap between dong yi and the king <laughs> yeah it's 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 a little significant <laughs> it's a little significant and i think that's another reason why the slow burn had to happen and they had to really be friends first because it's true like there is a little age gap there not little but there is an age gap there but at the same time, they are very innocent in the beginning. Like they really do feel like just friends, like hanging out all the times. Yeah. Um, and it's only until some time has passed and she's obviously of a certain age that he starts to, you know, have feelings for her. But I definitely do think that's my, almost my favorite aspect of this, this part of her life is like their relationship slowly, but surely becoming more and more, um, you know, trusted friend, into i maybe also you know might be in love with you kind of thing <laughs> see and you know lo that i love a good friends to lovers story <laughs> you do you do you really do and, and you that, don't <laughs> i don't but think about it they were strangers first so i do prefer strangers strangers to lovers and they technically were strangers first then friends and then lovers Ooh, here you go with these technicalities. Okay, but okay. You know what? I'm gonna let you have it. Okay. I'll that is a technicality. That is a technicality. But I will say I did like them as friends. Um, 
I like that kind of innocent friendship that they had in this kind of part of her life. And as all like, and honestly, Dong Yi isn't really at any point thinking of the king in any other way than like that's the king, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think she just in her loyalty ends up lying with him and not Lady Jung. It ends up being with the king. So, yeah. yeah. So how do we get to the end of the 30 episodes? So again, we're just talking about the first half of Dong Yi. And if you want to kind of talk about the ending, we have to talk about, um, I'm sorry, yeah, the ending of the first half, we have to talk about what happens that with the transition in Dong Yi's life that makes her go from a court lady inspector to the king's woman, right? We, I guess that's what ends up happening in the kind of last couple episodes um, in the first half. So after Dong Yi and Lady Jung are kind of out for each other and they're, and they're not, they're not seen eye to eye and Dong Yi wants to basically um, clear Queen In Hyung's name, then she's a target to Lady Jung's brother. And in this part of the story, Lady Jung's brother and Lady Jung herself, they're out to get Dong Yi, as in kill her. And she ends up injured by them, and then she goes missing. And after she goes missing, Dong Yi does, then the king, of course, is not happy about this, but he kind of feels like that he kind of he doesn't know how what happened to her or how she goes missing, but he kind of knows it has something to do with Lady Jung, um, Lady Jung's camp, and so he kind of secretly, without anyone knowing, he has the kind of chief police officer. I don't know what we would call him, but yeah, like the chief police officer, he kind of removes him from his position as the police chief, and he sends him on this kind of secret search to find Dong Yi, who is injured somewhere, or she just goes missing, and they don't know what happens, what happened to her. And while she's missing, and he's on the, and, you know, they're looking out for her, trying to find her. While the king is in the palace still, he's just made Lady Jung the actual queen because they dethrone Queen In Hyung. So now Lady Jung is the queen. Um, however, he's still secretly searching for Dong Yi. And when he finds Dong Yi, he makes the decision because again, there's a lot of time passes. Dong Yi is like missing for a while. And once he finally kind of, when they find her and he, and he reunites with her, he's just completely open and honest about his feelings. And he immediately, makes a decision that, you know what? I gotta do what I gotta do <laughs> to make sure that I protect mm -hmm. Dong Yi. He does make that decision. He's like, I have to do what I can have to do to protect her. And he decides that the best way to protect her is to make her officially his woman. And that is where we kind of end on an episode 30 and kind of that, this next phase of Dong Yi's life when she is now the king's woman so what do you have to say about that aspect of this story and again we just got the uh, beginning of it by the end of episode 30 we're going to see the kind of bulk of it obviously in the second half but what would you you know say kind of stood out to you in this kind of this part of her life honestly the real star of this later portion was lady john yes and i'm gonna tell you why yes okay go ahead please please tell us the moment that Dong Yi went from homegirl to competition, mm -hmm. just the way that all played out, Lady Jung was just, the acting was immaculate. Immaculate. 
immaculate. Seriously, I love the way that actress, how she just conveyed how the anger and the resentment. It's like she went through all these hoops. She did all these deceitful acts just to, you know, get rid of the queen so she can become queen. Mm -hmm. And to see it basically all go down the drain because of Dong Yi, I just, I'm loving it. Ah, yes. I completely agree with you. I completely agree. These, one of the standout roles, I think, or standout characters in this drama, especially in this first half, is Lady Zhang. Like, yes, Dong Yi is our star. She is our title character. But Lady Zhang, as a character, is beautiful because she starts off quite innocent. She's just fighting for her life in a way as far as, like, she wants to kind of, she's been she's ambitious she's a very ambitious character and you see her slowly working through you know how she can get to the top right but at the same time she's bringing up dong yi you know she's she's looking out for dong yi and then there's a switch that happens whereas like the girl she brought in ends up actually becoming her con competition and i you can't get too mad at her for being angry about that because again you, like yeah. you said she did she did everything she could to get, you know, to basically get the queen out of her, get the queen out of her way, only to then get replaced so quickly by Dougie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, that's a really good one. <laughs> She's a standout, standout in that later half. And even her um, kind of performance in her, we don't talk, I don't I didn't go into detail, but her relationship with her brother is so annoying. It's so frustrating because her brother is just like, he starts doing all these things kind of behind her back and it puts her in these weird, awkward positions. But because she loves her brother, she ends up really having to cover for him. And in covering for him, she ends up becoming more and more deceitful and evil <laughs> in the process. Mm -hmm. So it yeah. almost felt like her brother like rubs off on her in a way. And I hated that. I really hate it. I was like, oh no, Lady Jung, no. And you know what? Right. And one thing I'll say about her brother, the only positive thing is that I loved how loyal he was to his sister. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I hated how he went about doing it, though, but yeah. showing his love and loyalty to his sister. But yeah, he was such a frustrating character. He was just like pure evil. Everything he did was like, oh, I'm going to... to try to kill this person, trying to take this person out. Oh, we have to move, remove this person. I mean, he was doing it too. Like, let's give it, give him credit. Yep. Like, he was succeeding a lot. It's uh, where it's like taking people out. <laughs> and Divide it was all, and <laughs> yeah. And it was like, you said, all for his sister. He was like, I got to get her to be at the position that she wants. She wants to be the queen. So I'm going to make that happen. And he does, he really does help her make that happen. But at the end of the day, Lady Jung really, um, her 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 position in the king's eyes start to change and that we realize starts to break her heart too like yes she realizes that he is looking the other way in regards to dong yi but she also starts to realize that he completely is just like he just doesn't feel that way about her anymore like he starts to lose respect for her he's starting to like lose you know he's starting to lose all of that and she at one point i think it's around episode 30 she ends up making this kind of acknowledgement that you know what i'm gonna be what i'm gonna be 
but at the end of the day, it's his fault. She blames the king. Like, she's like, I'm only this way because of you. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, Lady Jung. I think it's because you are you were too ambitious and you want to be the queen so bad. But also, the king ends up changing how he views her. And we do get to see that break her heart. And that was also another, another wonderful performance, um, watching her kind of heart being broken. I love that part. I love seeing her crushed and destroyed because she deserved it. <laughs> she deserved it but at the same time I was feeling bad for her I really was I really was I, I felt like I don't know she put herself in the position yes I do do agree with that but I, I kind of felt for her when she noticed that the king was completely just kind of like over her <laughs> he just kind of is like you can tell he's just like I don't want anything to do with you in that regards anymore and he get, he tries to give her an out like remember like there is a part where he's like can you just tell me the truth and she's like telling him a bold-faced lie with a straight you know she's like just with a straight face and he knows she's lying and then you kind of can see there's no going back for their relationship because he loved her. You got to give him that. He would, really did love Lady Jung. He did. He did. But then he couldn't trust her. He couldn't trust her. Yep. He couldn't trust her. And I mean, that was on her and her brother's fault. You know, like that was those two's fault. He trusted her in the in, before, but then she ruined it. She ruined yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another aspect to this part of the story that we didn't really talk about. And it's basically Dong Yi's relationship with Chun Tzu. Her kind of the friend of the family who she ends up reuniting with. Um, they find each other and in finding each other, they kind of position themselves as brother and sister. However, <laughs> <laughs> we get to see that Chun Su may have other feelings for Dong Yi than just uh, you know brotherly love. And that becomes an issue or that becomes kind of important to the story because again the king makes Dong Yi his woman right so yeah. there's there's some conflict that may be coming um they, that may be coming up in the next half that has to do with Dong Yi and Chun Su her kind of brother not brother and then her being the king's woman we may end up seeing some of that conflict um in the next part tree <laughs> this is you know i hate love triangles but i'm down for this one i exactly but what how can we really have a love triangle when it's the king you know what i mean like don't ye. what you know what i mean like yeah you gonna really choose sorry chun Su. <laughs> you're her brother <laughs> you're like her brother what do you Girl, want her to do you know what i, I mean <laughs> What do you want? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I want to know what you are kind of looking forward to in the next half. More of Lady John's destruction. Because <laughs> you know it's coming, right? You're like, oh yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's already. We just saw the tip of the iceberg. Um, for sure. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I cannot wait to see the look on her face when she finds out that Dong Yi is. <laughs> one one of the the side chicks and the other thing to know about that we got to think about too in that the ending of this first half is that lady jung thinks she's dead remember like the whole, the whole thing is she does entire kind of time because but the king is secretly searching for her and all of that so yeah you're right like the minute she finds out <laughs> that not only is she alive 
but she's also, um, you know, now the king's woman. Yes. Yes. She's not going to be happy. She's not going to be happy. Girl, this sounds like some old school 90s young and the restless all my children watching during the summertime with big mama type of stuff to me i'm loving it i'm, I'm here for it here exactly. for it. i can't wait exactly and i think that's why i think i love Seikuk because a lot of times the dramas are just drama field um drama field as in like there's just so much kind of palace intrigue that we have to follow and keep up with. And it does give you a little bit of soap opera vibes. It does, it, it gets messy. There's people killing each other. It's people um, with, you know, birth secrets. There's so many things going on in these types of dramas and I love them. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Now, is there anything else about Dungi part one, um, episodes one through 30 that you kind of wanna talk about? before we wrap up this episode the shoes the shoes oh oh my goodness the shoes yes please talk the about shoes i always say that you know love doesn't necessarily have to be said in words love is like seeing a need and meeting that need for someone that you care about or whatever and king fine saw that Dung Yi was in need of, you know, some some new footwear, some Manolo Blahniks in the Joseon period. So, <laughs> you know, he had a pair of shoes made and they were really fancy, really beautiful mm-hmm. shoes. And, you know, Lady Jong saw those shoes yes. and she was like, hold up now, I don't wear a size six. So, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely one of the moments it was made obvious to lady jung that yeah i'm losing him slowly but surely i'm losing him he's gone once the shoes once the the shoes shoes came into play the shoes came came to play she was like oh no it's the beginning of the end for me so yeah and it was but it was so sweet and so meaningful and he did it and he got those shoes made for her still under this belief or this guise that he didn't have feelings for her in that way. You know what I mean? Like he always was mm-hmm. for her and the ter- and this kind of and the feel in the way of like, oh, she's my friend, she's my confidant, you know, I'm looking out for her, but it was just him being in love with her the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was in denial for the denial. longest time. Such denial. And it makes him look so kind of boyish and cute too. I mean, mind you, he's yeah. Jujin, he, but there's something super boyish and cute about him and this kind of like crush that turns into love with him and Dungi. It's just so sweet. It's so cute. Oh, they're one of my favorite couples of all time. I just got to tell you that. They're one of my favorites. They're one of my favorites. Yeah, they're going to become one of my favorites too. I think, cause... yeah, I think you're going to enjoy um, the rest of their story. I think you're going to enjoy the rest. I'm excited. I can't wait. Yes. So we're going to wrap it up here, but we wanted you to know that this is just part one of us talking and discussing Dong Yi. We are going to be back with another episode just like this, going to be a part two where we're going to wrap up Dong Yi and we're going to talk about episodes 31 to 60 and we'll kind of end up finding out how Squash enjoyed her um, super long Seguk drama. Pray for me, y'all. 60 episodes. This is, you know what? Once I'm done 
with episode 60. I am going to treat myself to something because that's one heck of an achievement, I think. <laughs> 60 episodes? Oh my gosh. Yes, and so I definitely think you would deserve that at the end of finishing 60 episodes. And I'm glad that you're being open to even doing this, but I think it was good to do like the kind of half and half, the part one and the part two. I mean, all these other dramas these days are doing part ones and part two, so we might as well do that as well. Have one of our own, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. But okay, that's it. That's it. Let's let's wrap this up. Thank you again, Squash, for joining me for this part one, throwing it back episode on Dungi. I want to say we will be back and we will have kind of another fun-filled episode for you all. Um, anything else you want to say before I wrap it up? I just want to say thank you again for having me and allowing me to be a part of your lovely podcast. And I wanted to give yet another shout out to all my loved ones who are listening because I'm forcing them to. <laughs> y'all take notes because I'm quizzing to see if y'all listen. Love y'all. <laughs> Purple hearts. So sweet. Oh my gosh, so cute. And I wanted to say thank you all for listening. But that is all for this episode. So whether you're listening in the morning or the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off. <laughs>